0: You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
1: Hi, it's Jenny. We're currently gearing up for Season 3 of Encyclopedia Womanica, In the meantime, we're mixing things up, bringing back some of our favorite episodes in many week-long-ish themes. Our current theme is originals. Stay tuned for a brand new season coming in September. Thanks for listening! This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Macy's. Macy's is celebrating Black history throughout February and year-round, by embracing and honoring the diversity of Black people and culture. You can donate to charities that uplift Black youth and shop from a range of Black-owned businesses at macys.com honors. It's just one way Macy's is committed to infusing inclusivity in everything they do. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about a woman who pioneered the field of investigative journalism. She was famous for her daring stunts, her determination to get a good story, and maybe most famously, for traveling around the world in under 80 days. Let's talk about Nellie Bly. Nellie was born Elizabeth Jane Cochran on May 5, 1864. She was one of five children born to her parents though her father, Michael, had an additional ten kids from his previous marriage. Elizabeth spent the first years of her life in a small town in Pennsylvania called Cochrane. Her father had founded the town, owned a lucrative mill in the area, and also worked as a judge and landowner. These early, idyllic years were cut short by Michael's sudden death in 1870. He left the family without a will or a way to maintain their land. Elizabeth was just six years old at the time, and the rest of her youth was spent in financial duress. She attended school to become a teacher, but dropped out when the family finances stretched too thin. While working at her mother's boarding house in Pittsburgh, Elizabeth came across an article in the Pittsburgh Dispatch called What Girls Are Good For. In it, the author attested that women were best for domestic duties and childbearing, and called the working woman a monstrosity. Elizabeth disagreed. She penned an open letter to the editor contradicting the article. Not only did the editor publish Elizabeth's piece, he answered it in print and offered her a job. At the age of 18, Elizabeth became a columnist at the dispatch. She adopted a pen name, as many women journalists did at the time. Thus, the name Nellie Bly was born the dispatch, Nellie was assigned to write about women's issues. Early on, she went beyond the typical work of a columnist to report undercover. She published a series of articles on the condition of women working in sweatshops that she'd reported while posing as a worker herself. But after the stories were published, grabbing headlines, the factory complained to the dispatch and Nellie was relegated to the office. By 1886, Nellie wanted to sink her teeth into bigger stories, so she headed to New York City. In New York, Nellie found few newspapers willing to hire a woman journalist. In 1887, she found her way to the Office of the New York World, one of the biggest newspapers in the country. She was given a challenge. If she could write a piece on Blackwell Island, a notorious mental hospital in New York, she'd have a job. Nellie relished the opportunity. She went undercover, gaining access to the institution as a patient, and spent 10 days collecting information. She wrote candidly about the disturbing conditions she found inside Blackwell, and published it in a six-part series called 10 Days in a Madhouse. The articles were a success. They established Nellie as an important journalist, and they also spurred efforts to reform New York's mental health institutions. Eventually, the city would conduct a large-scale investigation into Blackwell and allocate better funds and more stringent guidelines to medical facilities. Nellie continued her investigative work, taking on stories about New York jails, factories, and corrupt in-state legislature. Then, in 1889, Nellie decided to take a trip around the world in 80 days. She pitched the idea as a chance to make the popular Jules Verne novel a reality for the first time. She departed from Hoboken, New Jersey with just her dress, an overcoat, a purse of essential toiletries, and a bag of money around her neck. The trip gained popular media attention, even inspiring rival racers from other publications. While she traveled, Nellie sent progress reports on her adventures. She returned in a record 72 days. Nellie only held the record for a few months, but the media storm that followed her circumnavigating the globe had established her legacy as an intrepid reporter. In 1895, Nellie retired from journalism and married millionaire Robert Seaman. He was 40 years her senior. When he died in 1903, he left her in control of a very large oil manufacturing company. Nellie took over the business and even patented some inventions that are still used today in the oil industry, including the 55-gallon steel oil drum. Nellie also put many of the reforms she'd written about into action and made sure employees had access to recreational facilities and health care. In the 1910s, Nellie returned to journalism, mainly covering World War I and the women's suffrage movement. She wrote in favor of the women fighting for the vote infamously titling her report of the women's suffrage procession of 1913, Suffragists are Men's Superiors. On January 27, 1922, Nellie died from pneumonia. She was 57 years old. All month, we're talking about journalists. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. com.